The big question is this. How do us raw feeders take dog health to the next level? How do we avoid the things that make our dogs sick, promote chronic conditions, disease, and shorten their lives? That's the question, and this podcast will give you the answers because I'm sharing what I've learned after a decade working with clients and watching my own 15-year-old pit bull live life to the fullest. Note, this podcast does not give medical advice. Hi. Today I want to talk a little bit about why I do what I do. I'm sitting here looking at a picture. I was going to talk about something else, but I was trying to remind myself of something I wrote on my website a while back. Anyway, on on that page, there's a picture of two dogs I used to have, and it brings back a lot of memories, and I'm sad. Um... But the two dogs were two of my pit bulls when I had three little pitties that turned into four little pitties and then five little pitties. But anyway, um, Helen and Samutz. When uh, when I <clears throat> when I got divorced, um, we had four dogs and I took two and he took two. But he did not believe in the things that I do. He's more. I mean, he didn't mind natural things, but he still thought of it like, um, like allopathic, you know, like, like medical care, you know, that, that if the dog got sick, all you had to do was give him some concoction that his ex-wife figured out and the dog would be fine, right? He, he just, he didn't understand nutrition, um, and and natural remedies. Anyway, the reason I guess I'm saying all that is I'm rambling and I will because it's a part of my life that was really, really hard. Um, but when uh, Helen and Samutz were, how old were they? Five maybe? I can't remember now. When I started feeding raw and they got so much healthier. It was awesome. And I was learning, I was using some homeopathic remedies and that's when I started learning herbs and um and everything was hunky-dory. Well, my ex, one, was scared to death of raw food. He would not be in the room when I fed them because, one, he was sure that that his favorite samuts would choke to death. Um, and if I asked him to feed, I said, you know, just right now, they'll be fine. Just give them each a leg quarter, chicken leg quarter. And he would like take five paper towels and pick up that chicken leg quarter to put it in the bowl because he was so scared he was going to get sick, which to me, come on, how absurd is that? Wash your hands with soap and water. What is the big deal? No matter what I explained, he was always, you know, Mr. Worrywart. So anyway, um, when... Uh, both both Helen and and Mumu were seemed fine when when we went through the divorce and I moved out of state and um, and sadly because he didn't like the whole raw thing what he did was he um, he fed them kibble just a regular kibble and and he added white rice now. I can't think of anything worse for a dog. But anyway, um, Samutz uh, died of cancer when he was 10. And Helen first went blind and then died shortly thereafter when she was a year older than that. Um, And my guess is, my thinking, I can't prove it because I didn't have an autopsy done and I wasn't there, but I'm pretty sure she had diabetes. Um, But the thing is... 
And the reason I bring all this up is because, um, I, well, you know, my ex would email me or try and call me and say, oh, you know, it's like when, when Moo, you know, when Samut's got cancer and he said, oh my God, Samut has cancer, give me the cure. And it's like, uh, no, you, you weren't listening. You, you know, and I tried to explain to him that he wasn't doing anything to prevent it. And it's so much easier to prevent things by getting rid of toxins, by not letting toxins in the body, to feed things that a dog really needs. You know, and it was like he just didn't get that by giving the dog rice and and kibble that the dogs were both getting almost all carbs, which are all turned to sugars, and hence the diabetes and the cancer, because we know that carbs, you know, those things feed cancer, and of course, um, turning it to sugar feeds the diabetes, and now I think I'm rambling, and, but oh, I loved this picture, those dogs were so cute, but, um, but again, you know, stick with me and learn, learn, I don't, what was it? One of my favorite sayings was um, something I heard that, that, um, oh, now I can't even find it. I know I, I wrote it down here somewhere. Oh, something that Bruce Lee said, um, life itself is your teacher and you are in a state of constant learning. So be open, listen to, to things. If you don't agree with something I say, that's fine too. You know, I don't agree with everything that everyone else tells me. Uh, but I have come such a long way. And I look at the dogs I used to have and the health problems I used to have, and now I have a dog without any of them. So so that's it. That's my, that's my little share for the day. Okay, naturally I want to add something to, to my Helen and, and Samut's story, and that is that when I left... Um, I took the oldest and the youngest dogs of our floor. The oldest one was Bones, my Bobo. Um, and he was, how old was he then? 10? 11. 11? He was 10 and a half. Anyway, somewhere in there. Anyway, the point here is that we both knew that, that Bobo had cancer when I left. I expected him to live another two months at the most and there is just no way on earth I could leave that dog behind. I wanted his last few months to be good, to know he was loved and have my full attention. And uh, that was, I thought that was all I could give him. Um, so anyway, when I did move, you know, uh, moose, I mean, bones st was still on a hundred percent raw food and he had some, um, different supplements than I use. And guess what? That two months turned into over two years. He outlived his son. And we already knew he had cancer longer. So nutrition, and it's so important. Anyway, that's I just wanted to add that because I think that speaks a lot for for nutrition. It speaks a lot for herbs. It speaks a lot for... You know, not putting those toxic things in there.